Welcome again to this podcast and our time together around Proverbs. I'm enjoying these Proverbs so much. You know, just getting to read them through over and over and over all of these years, have it's just meant so much to me. But getting to share them with you one after the other is uh, is just such an added benefit. I, I, I often have had to just, uh, you know, uh, do these studies and do these meditations and do all these thoughts just in a vacuum, you know, and, and I know it's benefited me. I know that God has granted us wisdom uh, as we seek his word. He always gives us answers, just exactly like we've said earlier, uh, that in James, the first chapter, if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. They give it to all men liberally, and God will give it to him. He will not take it away from him, And uh, but let him ask in faith. You know, we approach today that same concept. By faith, we know that God's going to speak to us. In fact, that's why you're listening again. It is already the 27th day of the month. Can you imagine that? We're on Proverbs 27, and we know that today God is going to speak to us just like he has in the previous 26 days together. As we share our time together around the word of God, you know, uh, the Bible says that where two or three are gathered together in his name, there he is in the midst. Now, I I count this as us gathering together. I know that you are, uh, you know, in your home or driving or or in some other place than I am this morning or or today if you're uh, listening to this during your day, but you Yet we are together in spirit. Exactly what the Apostle Paul said. He said, when you get together, he said, uh, I know that you are gathering with my spirit. You know, uh, the spirit of God is among us. And also our spirits are joined together as we open up our hearts in unity to share the word of God together and the wisdom of this word together. So if you're ready, we're going to go to Proverbs chapter 27, the King James Version. Are you ready? All right. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth, a stranger and not thine own lips. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than them both. Wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous, but who is able to stand before envy? Open rebuke is better than secret love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. The full soul loathes a honeycomb, but to the hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. As a bird that wandereth from her nest, so is a man that wandereth from his place. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart, so doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not, neither go into thy brother's house in the day of thine calamity. For better is a neighbor that is near than a brother far off. My son, be wise and make my heart glad that I may answer him that reproacheth me. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Take his garment that is surety for a stranger, and take a pledge of him for a strange woman. He that blessed his friend with a loud voice, rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. A continual dropping in a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whosoever hideth her, hideth the wind and the ointment of his right hand, which bereath itself. Iron sharpeneth iron, So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. 
Whoso keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. So he that waiteth on his master shall be honored. As in water, face answers to face, so the heart of man to man. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of a man are never satisfied. As the fining pot for silver and the furnace for gold, so is a man to his own praise. Though thou shouldest bray a fool in mortar among wheat with a pestle, yet will not his foolishness depart from him. Be thou diligent to know the state of thy flocks, and look well to thy herds. For riches are not forever, and doth the crown endure to every generation? The hay appeareth, and the tender grass showeth itself, and the herbs of the mountains are gathered. The lambs are for thy clothing, and the goats are for the price of the field. And thou shalt have goat's milk enough for thy food, for the food of thy household, and for the maintenance of thy maidens. Again, this particular chapter in Proverbs holds so many keys to life. You know, like verse 12, that a prudent man foresees the evil and, and he hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. You know, basically that is encourages us to look farther down the road. The Bible tells us to count the cost before we begin the project, because if we do not, then uh, often we, we can find ourselves in the middle of a project without enough to finish the project, and that can make us look like fools, or we can certainly be embarrassed. And, uh, you know, uh, verse 8 uh, as a bird that wandereth from her nest, so is a man that wanders from his place. You know, uh, how important it is for us to know our place and stay in our place. You know what happens to birds that wander from their nest? Well, they have no place to sleep that night. Well, they have no, you know, no familiar territory in which to, to, to glean their food. And, and uh, you know, all of a sudden, the protections that they were born into and, and have preserved them for life, uh, they, they, they are surrounded by things that, that uh, are unfamiliar and, and uh, nothing really, no lodging place. Why? Just from wandering out of your place. Well, Proverbs is so absolutely filled with such wisdom and and uh, such counsel. You know, like like uh, you know, don't boast yourself. Don't 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 plan on tomorrow. That's what the New Testament says as well. Don't say that today or tomorrow I'm going to go here or go there or this city or that city, and I'm going to you know uh, do this or do that. The Bible says that. Listen, what you need to do is say, if the Lord wills, then this is what I'm going to. Do do. And, and it's not a cop-out. It's just not boasting yourself of things that you do not know. And that's what, um, uh, that's what King Solomon told us, is that we really don't know what tomorrow holds. How interesting are all these. Let me zero in on one today that we're going to, to meditate on and we're going to apply to our lives. It's, it's simple truth, the truth of God's Word. It's going to be verse 7. Proverbs 27, verse 7 says this, The full soul loathes a honeycomb, but to every hungry soul, but to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. What does that mean? That means in life, whenever we're full, whenever we're satisfied, whenever we are content, then, you know, even the temptation of the sweetness of honey you know, is not a real temptation. We can even dislike and sometimes even, uh, you know, loathe, uh, um, as it were, even approaching hatred 
of something that in, in other times might be sweet and might be desirable. But because we are full in that area, because we are satisfied in that area, because we are content in that area, literally because we have been filled up in that area of life, we no longer are subject to the temptations, even if the temptations are sweet temptations. And yet, to the hungry soul, to the person who is starving, to the person who is famished, to the person who has not had enough, to the person who is empty, to the person who, who feels as though they are so discontented simply because they have not uh, been given enough or not uh, received enough or, 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 or it, 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 it's been so long since they have been full, to every hungry person, even bitter things are sweet. Um, you can get this picture in your head. You know, you can get your, uh, your, your head wrapped around this truth and this wisdom that, that when people get hungry, when people are starving, when people, uh, you know, are, 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 are just, you know, uh, the only thing they can think about is food because they haven't had any. And because maybe they're smelling some, or, or, or maybe they're seeing some other people enjoy their food or for whatever reason, you know, uh, when, when people get so hungry and there's absolutely nothing that that, that is in front of them that they can or should or would normally eat, you can even provide them something bitter, some bitter herb or, or something that is not quite right. In fact, to a starving person, they will eat things that, that are even poison to them. You know, that's, that's the way it is with animals as well. That's the way it is with, with, with mankind and in the animal kingdom, that when we are starving, when we are hungry, the hungry soul, you take a soul that, that is famished and has not been fed any spiritual food. I mean, they, they have not heard anything, you know, uh, about the Word of God. You know, uh, sometimes it will make them more susceptible to things that aren't even true, to false prophets or to people who, who would uh, want to make merchandise of them. You know, this particular wisdom and truth, you know, it parallels all truth and it really gives us an understanding why some people are more exposed to temptations and less people um, are, are different people less prone to those same temptations. Take uh, take our sexual appetites for example. Uh, let's let's look in the life of a of a husband and wife, and the fact that they should be attending to one another's sexual needs. In fact, this is a scripture that, that uh, I use even in premarital and marriage counseling because oftentimes people feel like they are being tempted in an area sexually because they are, are so empty or because they feel deprived or, 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 or because they are just absolutely uh, starving for some affection or some attention or some, some encouragement or, uh, you know, uh, uh, things that only a spouse should provide. And I often encourage people who are sharing with me uh, that, that they are tempted or perhaps they have shared with their spouse or, or maybe they've fallen into a temptation. Now, now this is no excuse for uh, following temptations or for falling or for, for uh, walking into sin. No excuse at all. But nonetheless, we must understand there are some reasons, no excuses, but there are some reasons. And this is one of the reasons even the apostle Paul wrote in the book of Corinthians that, that defraud ye not 
one another. He's talking about uh, the, 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 the marital relationships, the sexual relationships found in marriage. Now, sex is more than just, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, more than just uh, um, the way a man and woman behave in, in a marriage during sexual intercourse. Sex is much broader than that. It's the way one person can think, the way one person can talk, the way one person can touch, the way one person can desire, the way that one person uh, can feel about another person, that if they are married in the covenant of holy matrimony, it's okay and blessed by God. But if they are not in covenant, in the covenant of marriage, it is not blessed by God. Okay? It's more, uh, you know, it's the way you can think, feel, touch, act, the way you can desire. You know, uh, uh, these are the things that God intended for mankind. And yet it's intended to be cared for and taken care of. And that's what the Apostle Paul said in Corinthians as he's writing to the church. Uh, he's writing to me. He's writing to you. He said, do not defraud one another. He is speci specifically talking about uh, the, the marital relationships involving sexual uh, attraction and attention. He said, do not withhold sex from one another unless by agreement you have decided to abstain from sex so that you might pray and fast and seek God during that period of time. And then the Bible says, the Apostle Paul says, and, and so does all the whole counsel of the scriptures. Then the Apostle Paul says, then make sure that once you have completed that set aside, agreed to time of prayer and fasting apart from one another, then that you would re-engage yourself immediately. And why? The Apostle Paul answers that question in Corinthians, so that you be not tempted for your incontinuancy. What does that mean? So that means that you do not leave your spouse hungry, lacking, empty, starving, without the attentions and the affections that they have come to warrant, that they have received from Almighty God as a blessing in the union of holy matrimony. Uh, I, I know this, uh, this is not necess necessarily the, uh, the thing that you hear all the time, but let me tell you anyway. The full soul loathes even the sweetness of the honeycomb. Let me liken it to this. Have you ever just had a full meal, just enjoyed an absolute full meal? I don't you know, a 10 course meal or just 10 bowls of the same thing, you know, and, and absolutely you just have that full feeling. I'm talking about that full feeling that you are so full that you don't want to, you, you don't even want to, you know, get up from the table. You'd like to just kind of, you know, stretch your legs out and lean right there and kind of take a nap. You know, have you ever been so absolutely full that you just didn't want anything else? And then someone say, hey, you want to stop by McDonald's and get a Big Mac? And you're going, whoa, just the thought of that, no matter how much 
you might like Big Macs normally, and no matter how tempted you have ever been in your life, you know, for Big Macs, and, 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 and without regard to, to how great they are, nonetheless, just the thought of that makes you a little nauseous. It kind of makes you want to, want to, you know, uh, you know, just, uh, uh, and you go, ugh, ooh, the thought of it. That's what loathing is. Ugh, oh. When you're full, ugh. The thought of one more, oh, of course, oh, no, you know, uh, one more, uh, oh. That's the way King Solomon is describing this wisdom that the full soul loathes the honeycomb, but to every starving person, even bitter things, even the bitterness of sin, even bitter things are sweet. Well, uh, hopefully you get the picture without me having to paint it uh, more colorfully. Uh, realize that today uh, we can apply this to our lives. How can we apply this? Well, uh, in, in marriage, uh, and in your sexual relationships in your marriage, it is very important that you attend to the affections and the attentions of your spouse. The Apostle Paul was very plain. Solomon's very plain. It's important that you do not put them in a place where they are having to deal with um, uh, uh, overwhelming uh, temptations because of the starvation of their souls. Uh, in other areas of life, you know, withholding uh, um, um, compliments from people can starve them to the point to where you know uh, they they'll uh, they'll listen to the flattery of someone else. You know, uh, with withholding uh, 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 money, with uh, withholding um, resources from someone to the point to where they, uh, they they never would have really been tempted, but all of a sudden they they're, they're tempted to steal or they're tempted to to get some resources outside of the of the of, of the way they should have gotten them. You know, this applies to so many areas of life, but where we want to make application today is that we do not want to be the ones that are withholding from others when it is due them. When it is due someone that we should pay them honor, respect, compliment, that we should pay them our just and honest debts, or that we should uh, lend to them our, our attention or our affection uh, in, because of that godly, God-ordained covenant, when it's within our power to do good to others, the Bible says do it. Because if we're not watchful, as Corinthians says, we can put other people in our world at an unfair advantage and so much more subject to the temptations and to the enticements of this life and this world. Or we can help to cover them. We can give them the respect they need. We can give them the love that they yearn for. We can give them the attention, the affection that they so deserve. Or we can leave them you know, vulnerable to greater enticements that normally they would loathe, normally they would hate. What, I'm a, what, what am I trying to say? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you to pay attention to those around you. You know, what is it that God has destined and ordained you to be a supply for them in their life for? What is it? What is it? You know, if you are an employer, pay your employees well. Pay them what they deserve. Pay them. Don't make them uh, so hungry for, uh, for a raise that they end up entertaining leaving 
uh, your employment and going somewhere else, especially in, in, in the situation where you know God has sent them there and you know God wants them there. Don't use them as a slave. Don't abuse them, okay? Uh, uh, give them their just and honest deserves uh, because we have a part to play in other people's lives and we should not be starving others. You know, uh, let's be those who are meeting the needs in a godly way of the people that God has placed in our lives with exactly what he has given us to be a supply to them. God bless you today. May God's grace be on you. Now hear the word of the Lord. Meditate on this scripture. Meditate on this verse and see how it applies in your life. How does this apply to you or how will it apply at a future time when you too are married? How will this apply? What can you prepare yourself today to make sure you do your part tomorrow? Let's pray and ask God to seal this word in our heart. God, we just ask you, Lord, to seal this word in our heart, Lord. Make it, Father, in its greatest application in our life, Lord, that we would not be led into temptation, Lord, but we would not also, Lord, lead others, Lord, or leave others, Father, Lord, in places where, Lord, they can be enticed unfairly, Lord, because of some lack of attention or some lack of supply or some unwillingness, Lord, to participate in the role that you have given us for them, Lord, in their lives. God, we pray, God, that you would help us to understand this, Lord, and cover us as well. Lord, uh, Lord, when we might be hungry, Lord, and might be more susceptible in our lives, Lord, to temptations or enticements, God, help us to realize that maybe what it is, Lord. It may just be a, 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 a hunger, a, a misplaced hunger, Lord. Help us, Father, not to, uh, Lord, be driven, Lord, to, to uh, take unto ourselves, Lord, the bitter things. Lord, uh, out of just sheer starvation, God. Help us, Father, Lord. We pray in the name of Jesus and thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. I, I, I imagine you did not expect this morning to turn this podcast on and hear something about, you know, uh, 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 affections and attentions in that manner. Well, hey, be glad and rejoice that you know the truth. Now, continue in God's word. You can discipline yourself to live God's word. And if you do, you will know the truth. And John, the eighth chapter says that then the truth will set you free. God bless you. I'll see you here tomorrow okay, on this podcast for chapter 28 of Proverbs.